0: Imagine if I they was. They just record. moved my priest to another small town.
1: <laughs> oh man.
0: One over the county line and the sheriffs didn't that. talk to
1: each other. <laughs> Folks, that was a 80s country song called Big Dreams at a in a small town, just to reiterate, not to be confused with Try That in a Small Town, which is 2023 Country by Jason Al Dean. I always thought his name should be Jason Al It sounds more southern to me. Mm. And uh, you were uh, postulating that this, that's... Well, we were talking about two songs. We were talking about... Yeah, I
0: thought you were playing that, like... Um, Richman, like, North of Richman? Yeah,
1: that, like, diabetic lumberjack song. <laughs> that song, my dad and I were talking about this before. I don't have a problem with either, as you guessed. Look at me. I'm wearing a Coors Light shirt. I'm wearing a backwards fishtails hat. Do you think <laughs> I dislike those songs... Of course not. However, I will say... to be
0: fair, I don't think I've listened to either of them.
1: Yeah, and I I think that uh, I'm not going to bore you with the Jason Aldean song, only because it's much more commercial, Mm -hmm. and you could probably, if you ever decide you want to hear it, you could easily hear it. Well, because he's
0: he's a superstar already, right? Uh, Yes. So he's basically just pandering to a demographic of people that he can grift money off of.
1: That was what my dad was saying. He was saying that... uh, he feels like the Jason Aldean song was much more like of a commercialized Mm -hmm. rebellion against like big corporate whatever.
0: Well, here's the weird thing, because there's also like corporation propaganda music, Mm -hmm. Um, i.e. when they like exhumed Dolly Parton from her fucking grave to make, working five two nine. Yeah. Because the economy is fucked up.
1: You still oh, got to have shit. your
0: 9 to 5 or else you're not going to get health care. You got to do your 5 to 9. I didn't like, really there's that. literally a 5 to 9 song now okay. talking about like hustle culture and like this isn't your day job. This is your dream job. It's your 5 to 9. Yeah. You have to work at least 18 hours a day in America to stay afloat, and that's the dream. That is the dream, baby. I didn't know they did
1: that. When how recent is that? Uh
0: like that was that song came out when corporations were like, it's about time we get back to the office guys.
1: Yeah. Um now the pro the the thing is I noticed this the other day, because we've talked about the political climate in the country, obviously. Who hasn't? Um, I think that after this most recent swing of, you know, when the Bud Light boycotts happened and which are still going on, uh, which,
0: you know, I mean, yeah. and then the
1: Target shit. Anyone who is mad
0: at Bud Light has had a Bud Light since their, yeah. like, yeah. blow up.
1: I, 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 I declined to jump on board with that. I'm proud of myself for that, as I've yeah, said before. Stupid. Um, The Target thing I mean, was talk another about thing. I
0: we talked about that. It wasn't yeah. even, like... It was literally like they got free promo. It was a TikTok video. Yeah, it was a TikTok video. It was your
1: brother sending someone a, a special can that 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 is that somebody else at the company made and went, "Hey, make a video, maybe we'll get a couple million views." And then conservatives, I guess the conservatives that don't the nerd conservatives, mm-hmm. uh, not the cool ones like me, but the nerd ones, uh, they don't understand. Uh, normal social culture they don't understand social media culture and so they took someone sending uh dylan mulvaney a special can for himself as bud light just mass released a big trans 30 a special trans 30 for everyone it's just a massive difference and i think that whole thing makes us uh look stupid and that's why i didn't jump on board uh but then you had the target thing i think what i'm getting at is that i think that uh corporations are starting to see that you can't just pander to one side of the aisle and there's benefits to pandering to both again. Because that's normally what used to happen. You used to see, especially after 9-11, you know, commercials were always, especially truck commercials, were always like, made in America, blah, blah, blah. Well, they still kind of are because that's mm. their audience, well, like I mean, a you pickup truck. I remember
0: when every restaurant had to change it from French fries mm. to Freedom Fries. Mm-hmm.
1: That was when, that was officially the day that nine eleven had jumped the shark in culture. Because every, I remember being a kid and all, even like all my family and like everyone I knew was just like, all right, this is too much. This is stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything goes like that. People push it and push it and push it. They try to capitalize on something. And so they were capitalizing on like the whole patriotic surge after nine eleven, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then they, they jumped the shark and then it went back the other way. And I think what's happening right now is Like it or not, from my vantage point, and I think most people would agree, I do feel like mainstream media has tended to kind of pander more towards the left-leaning narrative for the past 10 years in sports, in award shows, in movies, in shows, in everything that I've seen, at least. Uh, But I have noticed, and commercials and stuff, which is what I'm talking about, but I have noticed there's been a couple, like Ford just put out a commercial um, that uh, came on was coming on all day Saturday when I was watching college football, and it was like, who said trucks aren't made in America? Why don't you try asking someone from Michigan? And then it's like, you know, Ford, we're all in on America. Those other guys doing stuff in China. And I was like, oh, shit. Companies are starting to realize that, like, you can't exclusively pander to, like, the whole woke shit. Now they're pandering to the right side, I mean, and it's equally corny.
0: I don't think trucks have ever pandered to the, the quote unquote woke left. Cars, have I think. No, nah, all the big three manufacturers have always been like, we're made here and we're made by us Americans. Yeah, built de- Dodge
1: strong in America. They were the last Rams, one to go. I would say Ford tough but cars in general for a while you know you'd watch a commercial it's like a, a black dad white mom asian kid you're like all right we're just we're just throwing in anything right now it's like but like I mean, this no, commercial no. stuck out to me as like damn they're really trying to push that angle more than i've noticed recently i feel like it's i feel like i feel like the past two things with bud light and target have kind of proven to the market that it's like no we can't just alienate one side and now I kind of like it less because whenever you pander, it just makes it feel like corny. And it's like, ah, no, now the pendulum's swinging back again, and it sucks. Because now, you know, it's just a matter of time until, you know, I don't know. But uh, it's just something I've noticed. But Jason Aldean's song, Try That in a Small Town, I think is a good example of that, according to my dad, who thinks it is more of a commercialized thing. And I remember country songs, speaking of Dolly Parton, that came out after nine eleven. it was all about like being a soldier and stuff and mm-hmm. it was like really promoting the military and it was like obvious uh speaking of country the dixie chicks are no longer the dixie chicks as of 2020 i didn't know yeah that. they're just called the chicks they're now. called the chicks so add that to the list of well, things cause that changed in 2020 because it was a lot
0: they all they did too was just say like hey the war wasn't a good thing and then yeah. All of America got mad at them for some reason.
1: Yeah, but also like I I was nine at the time, so I'm not gonna be like, I was against them. I remember being in fourth grade against the, I don't fucking know. But but it is it's it's easy to look back now and uh judge like the decision to go into Ira- Iraq Iraq, Iraq. I, I don't know what way I'm wanted to pronounce it. I'm gonna say Iraq. That sounds more like the Middle Eastern way to say it iraq um it's everybody looks back now and goes yeah that was such a bad decision but during that time it was like it was the mainstream thing i would say i feel like it was almost like a bipartisan thing to, for the most part that people were like yeah let's fucking do this even though it made no logical sense because we had just gotten uh attacked by al-qaeda who was based in Afghanistan, and then we were Dude, like, we didn't,
0: even, we didn't even go to Afghanistan.
1: We kind of did, but we it had nothing to do with the main thing, which was invading Iraq and overthrowing Saddam Hussein, who had nothing to do with anything. And they were like, "Yeah, he has weapons of mass destruction." And everybody was like, "All right." And then we, and then he died, and then it didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. It was like, "So what are we?" And then we stayed there for like twenty more years. Yeah, you know, and it's like at the time, it it like. I think the Dixie Chicks were, like, counterculture for coming out against the war at the time because it's hard to imagine, but the mainstream culture of the country was, like, super pro-military, pro-America 20 years ago. And now it's kind of the opposite. Now it's almost counterculture to to support cops, to support the military. And then, again, that kind of swings back. It's hard to imagine in 20 years that could be the opposite again, you know? But um, so I'm starting to notice maybe that Jason Aldean song is kind of like record companies sitting there and being like, Yeah, you know, there's this like, you know, this whole market of people that are fed up with all the bullshit. So let's like mass produce a song. Um, so I can see that. I will, however, say about the Oliver Anthony thing though, it seems much more organic. He was on Rogan. I watched the whole not I watched two clips of it, which is the best you can do on YouTube anymore with Mm -hmm. the Rogan experience, unfortunately. He's exactly my age. Mm -hmm. That was cool. He was like, yeah, man, I was trying to do music forever. I'm 31. I was like, dude, I've been trying to do music forever, and I'm 31. This guy's (laughs) authentic. Um, And that's just, you know, I think there's a difference between um, a pandering song that is clearly done for commercial success and a song that appeals to a large amount of people organically by someone who probably didn't even know this song was going to get one fucking view. You know, I highly yeah. doubt. A- I mean, eh,
0: I don't know how organic it was. What you think? The so shit came out where, like, I don't know. I forget if it was like the Daily Wire, like one of those weird news websites, uh, like sent out a representative to film that video for him to make it seem organic. Hmm. They shot it in the woods and then put it online, and then like twenty to thirty different like conservative. Influencers reposted it within a
1: couple hours. Weird, days. I didn't know about that. Yeah, okay. So I
0: think I think somewhat organic, but then turned into media-backed. But how did they seem organic? Ha, like
1: you're a guy, you're Oliver Anthony, right? Nobody mm-hmm. knows who the hell you are. Yeah, you're 31 years old. You live in some like coal mining town. You work at like uh, you know something, nobody the lumber yard or something. Mm-hmm and then you have this song that you're going to record a music video for and then out of nowhere all every mainstream conservative company hits you up to help you film that video that's almost how does that happen
0: i be, like i said i believe Did when he, like, he originally them posted them? the song it was organic but uh, then the one that went viral that made that looked like it was organic wasn't organic so they like, at all. redid it okay. they remade something that didn't go viral
1: and made it go viral Interesting. Okay. I didn't know about that. I'm going to I'm going to rewatch The Truth About Oliver Anthony. But as it stands right now, I think he's a pretty cool guy. And the song Like It or Not it's pretty fucking catchy. The melody is good. Um I don't know how much success he's going to find in the long term only because All of his songs are just acoustic guitar and singing, which I Mm -hmm. think is crazy to think that, like...
0: Well, like, also, like, the weird fan base that got built up for him overnight already hates him because, like, a video came out where he was supporting Biden.
1: Oh, yeah! So,
0: like, within, like, a week of popping off, he already got canceled by the right because they are like, Wait a second! You've made a song about hating welfare babies. I Mm -hmm. liked
1: you, but you said you like Biden? Mm. That's
0: fucked up. You've gone too far
1: now. I've caught wind of that. I have caught wind of people saying that he is apparently like pro-Biden. So well, I don't know about now, pro-Biden like, or just like pro, like not completely right wing.
0: Well, now like blue checks are like he's a CIA. He's CIA because he was mm. sent to infiltrate the right and da, da da da. Some dumb shit.
1: I wouldn't put it past a CIA. But as it stands right now, I might be getting psyoped. But But uh, anyway, folks, that is the difference between those two songs and the song that we opened up with. Big Dreams in a Small Town by Restless Heart, some 80s country, a forgotten decade in country, if you ask me. Uh, live from the studio, I am Jimmy Seleski. I'm Eric Glazer. And uh, we're coming at you post-Labor Day. It is officially... Uh, well, I guess it's, it's, it's edging towards fall. To, yeah, we're almost in fall. But it's like a million degrees outside.
0: Yeah. It's like, it's been fall weather all of August. And then the minute it turns September, they're like, actually, we're, we're going to spin it back to summer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I always have conflicts at this time of year because I, as much as I hate to admit it, I think I am a fall guy and I never perceived of my way as such. I always thought of myself as a summer guy And then I kind of came to terms with, I don't actually really like summer that much. And then I was like, oh, you know, it really Just the
0: majority of your life, you had off during summer. So you associate summer with, ooh, I can do whatever I want.
1: Exactly. It was almost like teacher's petty to not prefer summer to every season because it's like, what do you like, school? Your favorite season of the year is fall when you're back to school? What are you, a nerd? Clearly you got to like summer. Then I've been out of school for... 14 years, so I think I can let that go. I think yeah, it's, I think it's safe fine. to let that go. My life does not change basically at all. From In fact, I work more in the summer now, mm-hmm. so now I'm almost a nerd for still liking summer. Yeah. What do you, like your job, you nerd? Um, then I thought I liked spring, which I do, um, but I think I'm a transitional month guy. I think mm. I'm trans when it comes to seasons. I like the transition from obviously nothing makes you happier than when it goes from winter to spring. You're fucking stoked. Everything's getting warm again. But this odd thing happens, like we're talking about with the political stuff, the pendulum swings. You almost get a similar feeling when you can start it feeling like folly again. Mm. You know where it's headed. You know where it's headed is nowhere good. You don't like the winter. Who likes winter? That's a weird one. I will accept any of three of the four answers, fall, spring, or summer. But liking winter is weird.
0: I'm going to say it. I like winter more than summer.
1: But where does it fall in your top four?
0: I'm definitely, I think I would have to say fall, then spring, winter, summer. All right, that's fair. Yeah.
1: That's fine. As long as winter isn't your favorite.
0: I would say spring first, but spring is just like it fucks me up. With allergies. Mm. So, like, it starts getting me fucked up, and then I'm fucked up for the whole summer, and then it finally chills out in the fall.
1: Yeah. And then you
0: get, like, two months of winter where there's no pollen, and then all of a sudden, like, July 14th, there's pollen again somehow.
1: Spring. Or
0: June 14th, or January.
1: Spring, like, saying spring is your favorite season is like saying blue is your favorite color. It's like, yeah, obviously blue rocks. Yeah. But you know you got to be a little bit more creative you can't make blue your favorite color mm-hmm. um go even green. though it it's, is pretty much everyone's favorite color if they really admit it like you see a nice blue you're like that might be my favorite color mm-hmm. but you know green i gotta say green green's good. i love green there's blue in there there is blue in you're there. Getting yellow too you're, you're getting well, two yellow. for one boom it's a it's a it's secondary a deal. It's, a, it's a good deal yeah. it is a good deal green's a good deal Liking winter is like saying black is your favorite color. It's like, dude, you're dark. Yeah. You're weird. Although, I will say, black is definitely one of my favorite colors. Yeah. Unfortunately. Or, like, clothing. Clothing, uh, Clothing, designing shit. Yeah. When you're doing, like, graphic design, uniforms, who doesn't like when their team wears all black uniforms? Mm -hmm. It's sick. And it works with everything. Black goes with everything. There's only two things that go with everything black, white. And for some reason, I've never been able to figure Asian. out Asian. Asian. <laughs> 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 um, blue jeans
0: blue jeans go with anything blue jeans go with everything here's the hack black jeans
1: black jeans black
0: jeans you could wear those at a fucking black tie event and no one's gonna be the wiser
1: it goes with things that haven't even been invented
0: yet yeah you can i've literally worn black jeans to like gala events Mm -hmm. and no one notices because you have a fucking suit jacket on top that's black so they just assume like oh those are the pants for the jacket
1: yeah it's a good way of sneaking being casual Well, like
0: it's like people—not even casual, just comfortable,
1: comfortable, casual. But it also it gives you a certain amount of edge when you wear Mm -hmm. black jeans. It's like from afar, you look just like any other person. Mm -hmm. But then when people get up close, like oh shit, this guy's wearing jeans. I don't even know this guy's low key, low key right now. Mm -hmm. That's nuts. So, yeah, I don't know. Fall, winter, uh, we're here. I do think Labor Day came a little bit early. I'm still, I'm still not completely processing it's yeah, over usually
0: they you know they see the shadow and it goes back in the <laughs> hole for a couple yes. weeks
1: my pool is i guess everybody's pool is closed now mm. i didn't go to the pool once it's the worst well you
0: pool like never opens
1: ah uh, like that's the main thing it for a while it was pretty bad during covid and i let them have it because they like basically like okay you don't want to have the pool open during 2020 fine mm-hmm. They tried to make it like a 2021 thing, too. And that was when I sent them a snarky email and was like, so are you getting like some credits back since this is like one of the amenities that we're paying for? Not the worst argument in the world. Yeah. And it's, but it was snarky. No,
0: your rent's going up. (laughs) Yeah, actually, we're raising
1: rent 8%. Oh, (laughs) it's not what I thought. We're shrinking the pool by (laughs) three (laughs) percent. It was especially snarky coming from me who never uses the pool ever. Um, but yeah, another, I'm going to the beach this coming week and like I was saying, this is always a conflicted time of year because I want to start getting in fall mode. Mm-hmm. Like I see my Halloween cauldron coffee mug in the back of my cabinet. Yeah. Just ready. I see my jack-o'-lantern that's always on my coffee table.
0: hmm
1: Still there. And I'm like, now is your time, dude. It's about <laughs> to come. Now makes sense. But I can't get in fall mode before I go to the beach. The Ren fair is back and I saw people going to the Ren fair, mm. And I was like, dude, I love the Ren Fest surprise. And it's I love it. Too hot for the Ren Fest but right now. You can't go to the Ren Fest in the Can beginning. Can you imagine of, how
0: sweaty everyone is there right now? Oh
1: my God. You're already dealing with the. I mean, sorry, Ren Fest people, but you guys aren't known for your hygiene at the very least. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even know what to quantify, how to qualify Ren Fair people. It's just. I. I I could see that demographic being smelly. Mm-hmm. Let's just put it that oh, way.
0: Let's just get this straight. There's booty and titty sweat across all the spectrum over there, across
1: all spectrums, um, and I don't think anybody would disagree with me there. But to have to go there during Labor Day, it feels wrong. It's like it would be like going to like uh, Christmas Wonderland in like October. It's like, dude, it's you're just you're jumping the gun. Yeah. Like I know you're happy, Ren Fair is here. I'm happy too, but you got to have some patience. You can't. It can't be a hundred degrees and I'm going to the beach next week. That's really the main thing. The fact that <laughs> I'm going to the beach this coming week and you're at Renfest. Slow down. Yeah. You're making me feel weird for being at the beach. But. <laughs> and that's it. I mean that's really it. <laughs> that's really it. oh my God. um, speaking of matters of principle, I feel the need to to call this back to the desk. Mm. I had hoped, and I had assumed that I would never have to speak to this again, because statistically speaking, um when you... John, Joe and I sat in a room last mm-hmm. week, and we raised the topic of the passing lane.:
0: Yeah, we figured it out.
1: We no one disagreed. Mm-hmm. That was a hundred percent agreement across the board. Yeah, open and shut.: Across all political spectrums, across age groups, across life circumstances, married, single, liberal, conservative, young, old we all agreed. yet somehow that sample size, apparently was not representative of the general public. Mm. Um, this has been the most heat that I have received Really? since my take on Lamar Jackson this time last year. Oh, my God. It's been a lot. I don't know if you've caught any of the no. comments.
0: <laughs> I kind of figured everyone would just be like, "Yup, agreed. Yeah,
1: that, the first couple comments were like, hell yeah, and then came in... The disagreements. Mm. The Pass Lane Princesses, as I like to call you, they were not too happy.
0: Interesting.
1: Some it was almost like a podcast civil war in a way because some of our noted listeners were like, nah, dude, you're way off. Damn. Like, what?
0: Podcast Civil War. I'm team way Team Jimmy versus Team Eric, even though we're on the same team <laughs> we're on, on the this same issue. Team. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the one issue. <laughs> the one issue we agree on. <laughs> Um, No, it's really strange. I could I could read some some I of the. Know, I was about to pull it up. Let's pull it up because I I think let's it's 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 up. truly eye opening and and I eye opening. <laughs> it is eye opening, dude. Like there's no other yeah, word the because minds
0: of our maniac fan base.
1: And this is not like the thing is this is not like you know when I oh released it. The, yeah,
0: there's a lot of comments
1: on here. What oh the yeah, fuck?
0: god damn, bro.
1: Um. So first and foremost, the owner of Underground Pizza said, damn, this is so valid. That was like the first comment. I was like, hell yeah. yeah. We're like 100% success rate. Then I got a bunch of like joking ones like, get out of my fast lane, granny. I was like, all right, that's funny. Then I had one guy go, dumb as fuck take. I was like, all right, I'll still like that because at least that's, you know, kind of funny. Um, and then that's when that's when the hate kind of started coming in. Um This woman says, just let people pass. It's not your problem if they are going 50 miles per hour over the speed limit. I'm the old lady here, and I just move. Sometimes want to pass and I'm over because I don't want to be hit by a truck or a bus. Just move over. You are super young to be bitching like that. Damn. Damn. I said, you are 100% correct. It is not my problem if someone decides they want to go 50 over, so I won't be making it my problem by moving. Words to that effect. Ooh. I think a solid retort. You you proved my point. It's not my fucking problem. So why would I make it my problem? Um. Our friend Akbar said, Nah, Jim, you're way off on this one. It's safer for everyone if you're not in the passing lane with someone behind you. Especially on 83, dog. That one hurt. Because I love Akbar. Yeah, talk all the I mean, time.
0: on 83... Just, you know, get out of the fast lane. Let those people rack up speeding tickets. Who gives a fuck?
1: Of course. Um, But also, I want to say, shouts out Akbar and shouts out... I think that in these situations, I don't know how to act. It's Mm -hmm. it's a conflict of identity for me. Because I so badly... I'm going to admit this to the public now. I so badly would like to project an image... Of unbotheredness mm. by uh the people who disagree with my takes, yeah. but the truth is people i, I don't mean, I don't have these opinions to piss you off yeah I didn't sit in a in a polling room in a think tank and go what's a good uh bit Yeah, what's well, a I way
0: could... to get engagement in the comment section no. this week
1: <laughs> i wholeheartedly. Believe in what I said. And therefore, if I reply to your comment saying I'm way off with like a three-paragraph discourse... I mean, that already shows that you're... I know care. it doesn't look cool. Yeah. I know that the cool thing for me to do is be like, who cares I'm not move and get over it. But that's not me, dude. Mm. That's not me. I have an entire... Philosophical stance on this issue, and I feel when 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 people come, at, I, I feel I didn't realize how how opposed to these people I am mm-hmm. until this issue. I like I said, I said I literally could not agree with myself more. <laughs> I feel I am so right. And it's a beautiful thing because it's not a political issue. Mm -hmm. It's not really a, it is a polarizing issue, but it doesn't really hurt anyone. To me, this is a massive philosophical debate. And the philosophical debate to me comes down to people are saying, look, you just admitted yourself that you're also breaking the law. And I go, okay, true. And they're still like, okay, so if you're breaking the law, just move over for the person. I like, but why does one person's breaking of the law have preference over my breaking of the law? Yeah, like, there's wh- no
0: right of way for the law
1: being broken. Exactly. Two wrongs don't make a right. It means pass to the right. That's mm-hmm. what two wrongs mean. How can one person sit there and go, hey, I'm trying to break the law, and your breaking the law has impeded on my ability to break the law? Mm-hmm. Since when does that make sense? I believe what we're experiencing is there's a lot of people who like going fast. You don't think I like going fast? Quick poll. Who here likes getting places slower? Yeah. When you're driving.
0: Another quick poll. Who knows exactly where every single red light camera, speed camera, and everything is in their area, Mm -hmm. and they know when to slow down when they're near it, but they speed up otherwise? Exactly. Raise your hands. Everyone? Crazy.
1: Whoa. That's nuts. Okay, so everyone likes to go fast. Everyone, when you pull up your Google Maps thing and it says 35 minutes to the destination, does anyone go? I can make that longer. Yeah. No, no we all go all. 35 minutes. That's bullshit. I can, shave like easy two or three minutes off. Easy 33. So we all like going faster. So so we're all in the same boat there. So what it really is, I'm not accusing everyone that disagrees with me of this, uh, but I'm accusing a lot of you of this. You're selfish. I said it. You're selfish. You want to go fast, and so you are a huge stickler. You will die on the hill of the technicality of traffic, which states that left lane traffic must move for faster traffic. You follow that rule to the T. Why? Because it benefits you. But the rule that says you're not supposed to speed and reckless drive, you conveniently ignore that rule because... That rule doesn't help you. So what it really comes down to is a bunch of people who want to go fast and are inconvenienced by the reality that if you're going 20 over in the fast lane, you're also breaking the law.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You're breaking the law arguably more. In fact, definitely more. I could bore you with the traffic statistics, but let's, let's imagine for, our, for ourselves, because we're not a big sources podcast, all right? We're an ideas podcast. Like
0: at that point, once you're going like 20 and over the speed limit, isn't that like reckless endangerment or some shit?
1: It is quite literally reckless driving. Anything over 20 miles over is reckless driving. So, And that, my friends, believe it or not, will get you a much larger ticket than getting pulled over for just riding in the fast lane, which is ticketable. But... I've never been pulled over for that. I've been pulled over for speeding countless times. I've never been pulled over for going 10 over in the fast lane. That's a normal thing. So your offense is worse than my offense, yet for some reason you feel like you have the moral high ground to demand that I stop breaking the law because it's in the way of your more egregious breaking of the law. That's wrong. It's just objectively, morally principally, and probably legally wrong. It's a false argument.
0: Yeah, by me letting you pass me in the fast lane, I'm an accomplice to your crime.
1: Mm, very good point. <laughs> very good point. <laughs> Didn't even think about that, but I, that could certainly be argued in court. Yeah, literally could be argued in court. It's, it. I think what happens is people, they don't, they, they, you, like I said before, they they're unable of thinking outside of what benefits them. Also, I think people are so proud of themselves for knowing this to be a fact, and this happens a lot.
0: they are just like projecting the image of like I am a goody two shoes and I am better than you because of the end mm-hmm. because I I let people go around me.
1: Well, yeah, exactly. It it, it just it it really has infuriated me and uh, not infuriated, but it has invigorated me to 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 fight back i i like i said i mean this this i i think it's a i think it's a good i think it's a good topic and uh i just i flat out think you guys are wrong i flat out think you guys are wrong i would love to argue this with somebody uh on the podcast um uh but until then I think it's safe to say that any sensible person i know, and it's not every sensible person, but it's it's just it's just a matter of principle it's just a matter of principle so again, I'm surprised by the backlash, but uh you know i think that's awesome i think that's awesome that uh there was any any no- noticing at all so that's nice um bringing it back to more relevant things. 'Cause I do I do want to tap into I believe if I'm not mistaken, you had a story that is oh, chilling yeah. in that cooler over there on ice. Oh uh, yeah. Which is probably melted by now.
0: It's definitely melted. And uh honestly, I wish I had more progress on it that I could tell you. But oh, no. Uh, so the other the other week, you know, we we're just hanging out in, in the house, you know, house owner tings and we're chilling in the kitchen. We walk back out into our our little living room, and we see a little mouse run across the floor,
1: uh, run across oh. from one
0: side, and then just starts to hide under the couch. So we're like, you know, fuck. Mm-hmm. Like we got to get some mouse traps and shit. We got to set this up. I found. I tried to make like a makeshift trap at first. I got like a big bucket. And then I had like a ramp to go into the bucket. And then I made like a diving board with peanut butter on the end of it. And I like I balanced it. So it was like balanced on there. And I put a little bit of tape so that once the mouse got to the end of the diving board to eat the peanut butter, it would fall into the bucket and be trapped.
1: I can't help but picture the Tom and Jerry cartoon where they have a similar trap. And then Jerry's like doing like bounces on the diving board, like and then does like a perfect dive, and then like gets out.
0: Dude, you're laughing, but I've caught a mouse like this before. Really? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) caught a mouse like this at my parents' house before. Wow. Um, didn't work this time at my house, so I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna get some humane traps." Mm
1: -hmm. Well, the city mice have seen that before. City mice have seen the bucket,
0: the the bucket diving board gag before. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I stepped it up. I got some humane traps off Amazon. Set those up. They're the kind that, like, you know, it captures them but doesn't kill them. Because I didn't want to kill the little tiny baby mouse. You, you don't want to kill the mouse. Uh, I agree with that. So, like, a night or two after I put them up, it's, like, 12, at night. I hear a snap. And I hear a mouse freaking out downstairs. I'm like, oh, wow. fuck. Like, I don't want to deal with this right now. But then all of a sudden I hear, like, just a bunch of banging downstairs, a bunch of like, and I'm like, oh, he's probably in the trap trying to get out. And he's like, you know, screaming for help. (laughs) And then just like, like a bunch of shit. So I'm like, Oh my God, I gotta go check this out. Like go downstairs. Trap is empty, but there's like poop around the trap. So I'm like, they were at the trap, but I bet here's my theory called his buddies and his buddies let him out of the trap
1: so, i i don't think that's a crazy theory i don't
0: think that's a crazy theory either because i hear a noise so i got to the the living room i was in the kitchen go out to the living room don't see anything don't see anything in the traps hear the noise coming from the kitchen this time i'm like are these motherfuckers in the kitchen i was just in there walk in the kitchen i realize that the noises are coming from our drop ceiling I turn my head to look up and I literally, we have a fluorescent tube light in the ceiling and it's just all drop ceiling around it. Mm-hmm. I see the silhouettes of three mice running across the fucking light in the ceiling. Oh, and wow. I see like the ceiling shaking from them freaking out running around Holy shit! and like the tiles like bouncing in the ceiling. And I see they're fucking scramming across the top of the, so I'm freaked out, adrenaline pumping. I go to bed being I like, adrenaline going. I need to get kill traps now. <laughs> yeah. I need, I guess I need a cat <laughs> and I need or a dog or something. Yeah. To kill these little rodents. Mm-hmm. And then I put in a quote for a fucking exterminator because I'm like, I'm not fucking dealing with that.
1: So your humane phase is over. My
0: humane phase is completely over. over. I hear back from the exterminator the next day and they're like, hey, it's going to be like $450 to come out once and then a return visit. To pick up all the dead shit, I guess. And mm. I'm like 450 bucks, way too much. Yeah. Moving on with killing the mice phase. Boom. Okay. Buy a bunch of kill traps, buy a bunch of bait.
1: So now you have like buy a bunch the same of little trap, like but... smelly
0: tea bags. What do that, the tea like, bags do? Up them they stink to mice, I guess.
1: Oh, okay. Mice don't like tea. They don't like the tea. Mm. Interesting.
0: Um so I put a bunch of those around the house. What if you have British I'm Setting mice, up dude? the kill traps. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm going to be fucked. You're fucked. Setting up the traps, and I go to pick up one of the humane traps to, like, get rid of it. Because I'm like, I'm killing these bitches. Pick it up, and then all of a sudden it starts smoothing around in my hands. I recall one of the mouses in the <laughs> fucking humane trap. I drop it on the floor. It almost gets free again. Oh, wow. And I end up, like, I put the trap in a bag. I, like, put the bag, I like, closed the handle of the bag in my door in my car and then, like, had it outside of my car because I'm, like, I'm not letting this bitch loose in my car by accident. So I'm, like, driving through my neighborhood with, like, a mouse and a trap smacking the side of my car door on the outside of the car.
1: You have really evolved out of your humane face. You're, like, car dragging I'm a mouse you your dude,
0: car. I, I hate to say this. I'm gonna get flagged for this, but I Freddie graded the mouse by
1: accident. <laughs> <Holy> <laughs> but it's the shit. only
0: way to describe it.
1: <laughs> oh my god! So the mouse but was dead. I imagine by the time. mouse was
0: fine. The oh, mouse was, fine. was okay, uh, not to that extent. You know, I'm exact. Uh, you know, was a little beaten up. It's he was beaten up. I drove like three or four blocks away. I like thought I was by the the woods by my house because it was dark. It was like nine o'clock. <laughs> Um, I think this literally happened when I got back from the podcast last week. Okay. So it was like 9 or 10 o'clock. So it's good that you held it off. So it was good that I held it off. Um, and I like go to where I think the wood starts near my house and I like take the trap out of the bag. I go to the like tree line. And I like let the mouse loose into the woods. And then I like look up to see where it's running. And it's like lining straight <laughs> towards another house.
1: At least it's somebody else's house. Someone
0: else's house.
1: Wow. So
0: dude. I spend like the next day, you know, all the traps are set up. I do a perimeter check. I seal all the cracks and crevices around my house where mm-hmm. anything could be getting in. Put a bunch of bait up. Put a bunch of peppermint oil out. Haven't heard anything yet. Haven't seen anything yet. Haven't killed any more mice or caught any more mice. I wish I had more to tell.
1: You're awakening me to a whole new uh uh echelon of mouse repellent. I didn't know peppermint and tea bags. Yeah, peppermint oil.
0: Well, so I
1: called it a tea
0: bag. It was like a, a scent pouch. It wasn't a real tea bag. It wasn't like, you know, whatever the fuck uh earl gray english or whatever you yeah. know what i mean um but it was like a package with a bunch of like spices or herbs or whatever the fuck in it hmm. and it like smells a little bit like peppermint and some other shit didn't smell bad to me but apparently mice really don't mice like peppermint and all this other shit it's like too strong for the noses so they avoid it okay So I've just been like blasting peppermint oil behind my oven, in the ceiling, and under the couch and everything.
1: Have you considered a scare owl?
0: Here's the thing. I have this like cat statue. It's like an Egyptian cat statue that I got from my aunt Mm -hmm. when she passed away. And I was telling Elizabeth last night like we should just like put it out in the middle of the floor and just, mm. like, move it around every night. Yep. <laughs> to Like, put it in new places. Yep. And literally, yeah, have it, like, be a scarecrow for the mice.
1: The The difficult thing about, you know, the difficult thing about being a human being is we tend to underestimate the intelligence of our adversaries. Oh, yeah. These mice, they, they, I I don't doubt for a second that they let that mouse out of that trap. Oh, me neither. They've probably seen the real traps, and when they saw that he was alive, they were like, "All right, this is eat." All mice do is lift shit up to get shit they mm-hmm. want, crawl into places, and you don't think that if they saw that a mouse was trapped, that they were like, "Dude, remember obviously how we he lift got in shit? there?" Yeah, like we, we do this all the time. Well, and basic also problem solving.
0: The way the trap works, the one that I think they sprung him from it's basically just like think of like a clear paper towel tube one end has the bait and it slides up and then the other end is just like a little f- a trap door that flips open when he goes near the bait hmm. so it's down on the inside when it's active and then when he snaps it it closes from the inside so then he can't push it open from the inside uh-huh. but if someone from the outside pushes in on that door they could just reset the trap and let him loose I think that's what happened.
1: So it might have not even been the mouse.
0: um. The mouse that got caught, I think, when he was crying out for help. Someone else came and opened that trap,
1: or it could have just been basic capitalism, where the other mouse also wanted some of that food and was like, "I'll just walk up this fucking tube and then open the door, and then they both got out." Mm -hmm. It might have been an act of selfishness. I don't know. Yeah, could have. I don't know how mice think, but I do believe that much like viruses, um, the vermin of the microbial world. Uh, when you get like you know immunity or a vaccine or something it's a matter of time until that virus is like all right this shit's not working let's figure something else out these mice are thinking living things and when they encounter a situation they're not here for no reason dude Mm. they can they can problem solve and like you're basically evolving the mice in your house yeah they're gonna keep amping it up to the point where i
0: already went nuclear with (laughs) it
1: (laughs) <laughs>
0: i'll kill traps instantly then you're next
1: going time. oppenheimer on them yeah where people are like well, is this really necessary And you're like i have to show them now yeah i have to show them now i'm saving the mice are like the japanese they're not gonna stop i'm saving Unless you do a show of force <laughs> i'm saving mice lives right now <laughs> because i could continue killing them slowly or just drop one fucking nuclear trap that they're like we're not going back there. That's what I did at the studio.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mice, I think that mice, you could probably ask your mice. I think they know not to come here, dude. I used mm-hmm. to have a mouse problem. And then for like a week straight, I was catching two mice a day. I had a trap on that side on the ledge and a trap here on the ledge. Mm-hmm. Like fucking mouse 95. Like this is the yeah. mouse highway.
0: Yeah, this is 695. The this Silk is the Road. Way.
1: Yeah. They love traveling that fucking ledge and Mm -hmm. i was just nailing this when i was younger and i didn't care as much about mouse life i was just nailing them dude they were gone i never had a single i haven't seen a mouse in here in the better half of a decade now Mm -hmm. because they still remember i'm not happy about it that i had to show that force, but sometimes it's what you got to do because i don't know if i don't have the heart for it anymore back in the day i was a young virile guy i was i had to prove a point Mm -hmm. now i'm like i'm soft I hope no mice are listening to this. Well, and that's I heard he's soft. that's
0: how I started. That's mm-hmm. how I, I started very soft. I was like, yeah. I want to kill a little baby mouse. Yeah, I want to kill a little cute little guy. And then when I saw them, for whatever reason, them just above my head, mm-hmm. like out of a fucking horror movie. Like I just saw their like silhouettes in the light, and then just like hearing all the noises of them scuttling around, scared. It freaked yeah. me the fuck out. Yeah, and I was like, all right, I'm. Going to bed whenever my adrenaline stops fucking pumping, and I'm going to kill them all now.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I'm in a tough spot because, uh, unfortunately, I'm going to clue you guys into my uh, softer side here. Mm -hmm. But uh, Liv and I have named the mouse that's always in my apartment. Oh, God. His name is Herman, Herman the Vermin. Oh, no. And now I can't kill him. It's Damn. just like, he's basically a pet now. Once you give him an, it's like, I, I wonder I how. Mean, I'm you're gonna,
0: about to move out though. So that's going to be someone else's vermin Yeah, but I'll
1: have mice at some point in my yeah. life. Everyone
0: gets mice. And that's, that's like the thing where like, when it first happened, I was like, oh my God, like, am I like the dirtiest person alive? Like, mm-hmm. is this because I didn't do the dishes like last night by accident? But it's like, no, it just fucking happens. Everyone, everyone gets mice. Just, you know, take care of the
1: issue before it gets too bad. I really wish that someone on next door saw you with the mouse bag out your car.
0: Oh dude, I wish I wish someone ratted on me last night. Does
1: <laughs> anyone have a ring camera on
0: <laughs> Evisham Road between nine and nine thirty? Literally. I think someone released something in my yard. I don't know.
1: Literally ratted You're like, on Like that
0: you. was me, bitch. <laughs> Enjoy the mouse.
1: <laughs> wow, dude. That's that's unfortunate. Now you gotta get a an exterminator
0: and I'm not doing that. I mean fuck that. If it gets to an, a point where I need an exterminator, I'll get an exterminator. But mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, once I saw the the sticker shock of like 450 bucks, I was like, bitch, I'll do this. Yeah. Like I bought all the shit and it was like 30 bucks. I'm like, okay. I'm just,
1: 450 bucks though. Yeah, that's I mean, wow. cause
0: that was, and that's for the two trips to be fair. I think it's like one visit, they come to set the traps and bait, and then they come back to make sure the problem is going away and to clean up dead shit i guess Mm.
1: i think you um you could get a cat you could borrow a cat Mm -hmm. and um
0: someone offered to borrow their cat to us and then they got covid the same day
1: damn damn yeah uh speaking of mice and covid i saw an article that apparently they can carry it Mm. coincidence damn coincidence You don't think the mice already thought of that? They were like, I hear he's going to get a cat from this people. Let's fucking go over their house. Um, That's fucked. Well, that is worth the wait. I can't believe that. A tale of two, I don't know, just adversaries. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: A game of cat and mouse. Literally, a game of cat and
1: mouse. I was just going to say get the smell in there. Mm-hmm. I always kind of had a fantasy of of having like a, a pet snake that would roam free, mm-hmm. you know, just like a snake Dude, yeah. that just wanders the house.
0: I mean, that would be crazy. But also like I can totally imagine me putting a snake up there and then like, you know, forgetting about it, and then three weeks later, like a giant fucking snake, because he ate all the mice. Oh, and they get big as shit, and then all this. Now you got a snake problem. Now
1: you have a legitimate python in your yeah. house. You're like, god <laughs> damn it, this totally backfired. <laughs> um, yeah, I yeah, that was it. That was that was the
0: story I was holding off on.
1: No, that's great. It's great. That's a good story. It's good that people know about this. These are things you have to deal with when you have a home. Mm-hmm. because my situation in an apartment is there's nothing i can do i can only set traps in my apartment i yeah. can't control if the guy next to me is dirty as fuck
0: well especially cuz like you apparently you have some guy on your floor that's like probably causing the whole problem right
1: apparently according to some other neighbor who was sending a a a message to that guy by leaving a dead mouse in, or a live mouse in front of his door um I think it's kind of weird to even insinuate that one specific person is responsible Mm -hmm. for the mice problem, Um, but they're just trying to get food and stay warm. I'm also not convinced it's not me. Mm -hmm. I'm not
0: like I know, yeah. I mean, it definitely, it definitely could be me too, because I think that's that's also what made us like cut our super long grass in the backyard. Yeah, I'm like, dude, if my grass was, you know fucking uh old white man's cut length like yeah. if it was like
1: quarter an inch high yeah with dude, like a fucking streaks. bird would have slooped and grabbed too that easy. tiny little mouse too easy before it even got to my front door exactly exactly my my house is to a level where i don't really want anybody coming in it unless i have an hour's notice to like <laughs> clean it up like yeah. and, and that that's grounds for probably being part of the problem if you have to like clean your house for an hour before anyone you know comes in your apartment or anyone you don't know
0: yeah then yeah it it might be you
1: it's probably you um
0: and hey we've all been there
1: hey let's talk about uh this is really the only other thing I wanted to talk about Mm -hmm. because it's becoming comical at this point well actually two things two things we'll talk about two things both having to do semi semi with politics uh, Have you seen, like, the Mitch McConnell thing, Freezing Up? Oh, yeah. He, like, did it twice now, right? Yeah. I, I met Joe right after you left after the last podcast, Joe from the band, was like, yeah, man, it happened again. I'm actually going to play. I actually pulled up this clip because this one is, it's just. It's, I mean, like,
0: something's wrong
1: with him. Oh, obviously.
0: Because I, I saw another thing where someone pulled up, like, a picture of him last year around this time and versus him now and like dude he looks terrible
1: yeah um like happening once is first of all that should be enough to be like uh you know what the fuck is going on Mm -hmm. so i assume everyone's seen the first one i'm gonna have to go back into like my history here (laughs) i totally had
0: it can't wait to watch another guide talk about this video not yeah even I know. Show the this, this is the worst here we <laughs> go here we go attending physician for congress is reporting kentucky senator mitch mcconnell's in good health following his second freeze-up in two months last week in northern kentucky mcconnell failed to answer a reporter's question and instead stared off without speaking for close to 30 seconds Tuesday, his office no, where that shared happened? a letter Happen from Dr. Covington. Brian Monahan Really? So I was across from where MRI, I was in Ohio. EEG, and a comprehensive
1: neurology assessment. The doctor said there are no signs of seizures, stroke, or neurological disorder. Yesterday, the 81-year-old senator spoke on the Senate floor.
0: Now, one particular moment of my time back home has received its fair share of attention in the press over the past week. But I assure you, August was a busy and productive month. For me and my staff. McConnell has said he feels fine following the episode.
1: All right. <laughs> um, so once again, folks, as you imagined, of course you weren't actually able to just see the fucking clip because that is yeah. apparently against the rules of the Internet now. You are only allowed to see information through the lens of someone else telling you what happened. And that is a larger issue that I will not delve into at the moment. Um But... At a certain point, first of all, I didn't even know that he I didn't even know that he spoke to that. That little last part of the clip was actually news to me in real time. Real time news. Um Mitch McConnell's one instance. Obviously, you know, you don't even have to say the Biden situation with like he he hasn't had a moment like that, but he's like he it's been it's feeling like he's been edging that moment for the past three years. Um and then you have the other uh, woman, Diane Feinstein or whatever, mm-hmm. who's like literally like 90 something. And she like, her situation is her daughter literally has power of attorney over her affairs at this moment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And yet this woman who can't even be trusted in charge of her own affairs is sitting occupying public office making decisions for the entire American public. Yeah. It's a weird situation we're in um, to see a guy like Mitch McConnell, who I, I never really paid too, too much attention to politics up until recently. And even then, like the establishment Republican Party, even just I just I, they they annoy me because um, yeah, I, I mean,
0: it's just sickening to see like all of the leaders of this country be like weekends at bernie by a fucking corporations and lobbyists.
1: One, it, that that is base. That is exactly what I was getting at. Is if, if the clip wasn't being talked over by some person, um, hers his staffer like while he was freezing up was like, uh, should we take another question? Like blah, blah blah. Like how do you watch this happening mm-hmm. twice in the past month? Maybe even less than that could have been even been in the past. Well, three Well, these two are just weeks.
0: the public ones. Yes, like these are the public ones. This probably happens every
1: day. For the staffers. Like, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, that's a good point, too. Um, the Let's let's observe the statistical likelihood that the only two times that this has happened in the past month have happened to be in the 10-second moments where they happen in front of the public. Mm-hmm. Now, you could make the argument that when you're in front of cameras, that it it raises you to a higher level of alert and stress, and therefore it might cause it more often. But still, when it's happening... What might happened, happen
0: if it's like your first time in front of a camera? Most people have been yeah. in front of cameras for like probably more than half their lives. But
1: this is his like ninetieth billionth time in front of a camera. Yeah, exactly. He's been talking in public since probably before they had cameras. The guy's like almost ninety. Yeah. Um, it's it you. It's such a blatant um exhibition or illustration of what's really going on, which is that you have these. Vessels, basically, is what these people have become. Guys like Mitch McConnell, Dianne Feinstein, in my opinion, Joe Biden. These vessels that are basically there because of their name and whatever else goes along with just their established, their their level of establishment in that position where now they are completely... uh. I don't even know what the word is. They are not even really there. And then you have all these other vultures that are basically feeding off of their I'm I'm sounding dramatic right now, but in a way it's kind of accurate. They're like parasites that are feeding off of this dying thing. That like okay, Mitch McConnell is established. Mitch McConnell but just based off of his uh, track record and establishment alone is going to keep getting voted into office. He doesn't even know what the fuck is going on at this point, but we can all kind of latch on to him because ourselves individually don't have nearly the level of notoriety to occupy this position, but Mitch does. So we'll put Mitch in there and then we'll all be able to just basically control things from behind the scene and use him as a puppet. Um, It's it, it. it's almost it's it's crazy that all this is happening all at once. I I, I don't know if this has happened uh, this often in other points in history, but there was another incident where uh, a tweet was posted to Joe Biden's Twitter, mm-hmm. and it was like, "When I ran for president, blah 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 blah." But it it wasn't posted from to Joe Biden's Twitter. It was posted to Karine Jean Pierre, the press secretary. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was writing it as if she was Joe Biden because she obviously runs joe biden's twitter account yeah. and so much like how sometimes i'll accidentally share a story to my personal page that i meant to stare share to the podcast page she's occupying her personal page but also the president of the united States' page and she just forgot to double tap that icon before she tweeted some fake bullshit tweet that joe biden was even Un- wasn't wasn't even aware of that was going out to the public mm-hmm. and she's just playing the role of president to the public.
0: I mean, but, I mean, that's such a, you know, smaller malfraction, if that's the right use of that word. Because it's like, dude, like, all presidents have speech writers, all presidents have press secretaries, all presidents, they don't all, like, at the the whatever uh presidential review whatever the fuck they do every year where they give a speech like they that's not just them riffing off the top of their head you know what i
1: mean like for the most part yeah yeah i would uh, argue that that doesn't necessarily apply to trump but i get what yeah, you're saying yeah but like outside of trump 44 other presidents
0: 45 i guess you know cuz he mm-hmm. was 45 but now there's 46 yeah Forty-five other, you know, maybe not all the way back to George Washington and fucking yeah, I don't know if I was running or George Washington's Twitter, but I get what you're saying. But like, yeah, like fucking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar probably doesn't run his fucking <laughs> Instagram account. You know what I mean? Like, well, it, it should be expected at this point. I like, guess that's I'm- not really a big gotcha. A big gotcha is Diane Feinstein having a fucking dementia episode during a vote on the floor of the House. And her uh, aide being like, just raise your hand and say
1: yes. Yeah. Okay. That's bad. I, I agree with you. And I'm not Someone trying. Someone
0: accidentally tweeting from a. They're not the account they meant to tweet it from. That's not. Yeah. That's it's nothing. It's uh, that's okay. literally nothing. I wouldn't, I'm going to say that. Okay. Okay. I would say this. <laughs> There's literally nothing with that.
1: I agree with the.
0: Uh, Mitch McConnell, the, the head of the GOP or whatever the fuck, the GOP yeah. whip or whatever the fuck they call it him not being there mentally and physically that's bad
1: it fits into uh, i'm not raising the whole i didn't raise the whole kareem john pierre thing because i am trying to be as as much as i can uh balanced as possible as to not alienate people on either side of political law, which is why I'm talking about both the oh, house minority newsflash. <laughs> That's
0: never happened. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm trying to be like, Hey, it's happened on both sides of the equation here. Um, I'm not saying that the Corinne John Pierre accidentally tweeting as Joe Biden from her own account is this like revealing like a uh, conclusion to a conspiracy theory um, but it is just another coin and a drop in the bucket of kind of just illustrating what's really going on, which is that you have these and, and 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 even to your point about how like, yeah, that probably has been the case for all presidents. And like I was saying, I would argue that it probably wasn't nearly as much the case for Trump, um, which a lot of people would say was a worse thing. Because maybe they didn't want Trump to be completely unfiltered speaking his mind on Twitter. And maybe it's better that you have some staffers carefully concoct the perfect statement in any situation. Um, but you also lose something with that, which is authenticity and a real actual connection to the person that you voted for for president. Like when you have a person who is the leader of the free world, and then you see that his public statements, are not just being like, it's not even like, it's not even like, you know, he has an idea and then somebody's like, well, here's how we should say that. And he's like, okay, good. I'll, I'll type that out instead. That would be one thing. It's like, okay, great. Yeah. When I understand when you're occupying that position that it's probably better to kind of filter your ideas through a group of people to make sure that you're not saying the wrong thing or coming off the wrong way. But at a certain point, you know, whether it's the, it, whether it's the norm or not, it exposes uh what in my opinion is what we're dealing with and we're seeing it on a grander scale with Mitch's situation Mitch McConnell's situation and of course Diane Feinstein's situation um but it exposes the reality which is that how in control are these faces that are the people that are on your ballot versus how in control are the people behind them that are really the ones that are writing the speeches and communicating to the public on a daily basis via social media and who is really president. I I mean,
0: mean, then if that's the, if that's the case you're bringing to the table, we shouldn't have to worry about the press secretary. Then you should be worried about like executives from the fucking Silicon Valley bank that got, you know bailed oh, yeah. out or whatever you know what i mean like it it's not a fucking yeah i'm not accusing like,
1: corinne Jean pierre of running the country yeah. either i'm saying that exactly what you're saying it's like there are interest groups that are exercising their will on our political uh process via these empty vessels um and I think you'd have to be silly to to look at that empty vessel. And now it's, especially when it's becoming so glaringly apparent. The fact that Mitch McConnell at the end of that clip, which I didn't even know he did, comes out and instead of being like, look, this is the second time this has happened in three weeks. And clearly I'm dealing with some stuff. And I'm speaking to this, uh, he's the House Minority Leader for the Republicans. And I'm saying like, that's a situation where you got to come out and say like, dude, I got to step down. Like, it's one thing if you're like, you know the manager of like uh you know in any other job even that in i can't think of any other job where a person could be that like unable to perform the basic duties of just speaking um without freezing up in an obvious like you're battling old age and stuff like that and still instead of being like yeah probably it's a good time for me to like back down and i think even in kentucky they have a setup where if somebody steps down um from a from a political position during their term that the governor uh can appoint a new person to occupy that term but the person that he appoints has to be from the same political party. Mm. That's something I've heard. So it's not even as if if Mitch McConnell were to step down that he would be replaced by like a democrat or something. He would just be replaced by like the next guy in line in Kentucky for the Republican Party. So so the fact that he's trying to maintain this thing where it's like this is normal don't worry about it it's not normal it's not normal and it's weird that like some shit like this can happen and people i mean people are alarmed but it's like it's gotten to the point of comedy i mean this like you're it's so glaring in your face that these people are just voice boxes like okay great yeah if it is the normal thing for presidents to have staffers do all their communications that's great I would argue that's not really that great of a thing, though. I would argue that probably if, if you voted for a president, you want to hear what they're thinking and not what their staffers are thinking. I would, argue that, I would argue that he probably doesn't even know what is being tweeted on his account on a daily basis. I don't even think that these tweets are run by him. And that's pure speculation. But from everything I've seen, there's nothing that stands out to me as like, oh, this is a guy who's in control of what's going on. All I've been able to pick out is that, to me, it seems glaringly obvious that you have a person, just like with Mitch McConnell and Diane Feinstein, in Joe Biden's situation that is there because of the name recognition, mostly because he was Obama's vice president, and also even more mostly because he wasn't Donald Trump. Because, like I said before, that election wasn't Joe Biden versus Trump. It was not Trump versus Trump, and not Trump won. Um, and so now you have this guy who, like, all I'm saying with the Corinne Jean-Pierre thing is, like, it just, I don't know, it, it, it's, it's weird that it's become so normalized that even when it gets drawn to people's attention, like, oh, well, that's just what it is, and it's like, I mean, okay. Remember, I was in an argument, with, not an argument, but, like, debating with somebody, like, a long time yeah, ago, and they are in was an argument. An argument. An argument. <laughs> A-R-Y-O-U-M-E-N-T. Argument. Um, and it was a kid that went to our high school whose dad is like a congressman. I was talking about something or other. This is back in like the election of 2016 when I was saying that I wasn't pleased with how Bernie handed, handled the whole getting pushed out of the primaries. Um, and he was like, well, that's just, you know, that's just politics, man. That's just what you do. That's just how it works. And I was like, and I was even talking about this with, with, uh, Lucas the other day where I was saying like you know my whole issue i guess with bernie who i i do like as a person was i think people were met with kind of that harsh reality of like at the end of the day you're serving the party um like it, 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 there's no other way to argue it when you sit there and run an entire campaign on how corrupt and wrong and everything wrong with the country your opponent is for an entire campaign for an entire political race and then when you lose you basically pull a full 180 and go well actually we had to vote for this person it's like and then people would say like well you got to do that for the good of the party and it's like okay but what is the purpose of politics is is politics for the good of the party or is it for the good of the people when you're when politicians are making moves um that ultimately their number one priority is is to benefit the party then it shows a clear conflict of interest because I don't think if you ask the average American citizen, hey, do you care more about um, the benefit of the Democrat or Republican Party or do you care more about just the overall well-being of the country? And if that means that it has to hurt one of the other parties, then so be it. But then you have these politicians where they run against each other and are calling each other out for their flaws, and then the second one of them... Uh, wins and every other politician completely 180s and in full support of that person that they all swore was the worst person ever simply because it's who the party picked and you could say that's politics um but that doesn't make it a good thing and i think i think we're watching right now uh on full display that i don't think we know i don't think we actually know who's running the country right now and and I would also argue, argue, that we did know who was running the country four years ago. We might not have liked it, but at least we knew who was running it. Now, like it or not, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I mean,
0: I'm pretty sure, like, up until now, most presidents have been at least there or like most most politicians have been mentally there yes for whatever reason like it might have been because of Trump mm-hmm. like the people who are in their those positions didn't want to give away that power just in case someone like Trump filled that vacuum mm-hmm. and I kind of get that but it's like at the detriment of all of us.
1: Well, yeah, it, it goes it's to show. Good. It goes to show you how much uh, money is tied up in these specific people. That no matter how bad they get, people, all the people that have money invested into this politician are like, we can't, we can't relinquish this position. We have to keep it, or else we have to plunge all our money into someone else. So let's hold on to it as long as we can. So to wrap everything up, um, yeah, it. For anyone wondering if this is normal, I promise you it's not and it it really is pathetic. It's really it's really pathetic. Uh but, you know, not saying anything bad about Mitch McConnell or Diane Feinstein or Joe Biden even on a personal level on who they are as people, um, you know, but you know, if my grandmother who I love very much was ...occupying political office, I would think there was probably something wrong with that because she has fucking dementia. She doesn't know what the hell's going on, and my father is in, tar- in charge of her affairs. And if you find yourself to be a 90-something-year-old woman in political office who whose daughter is in charge of her own affairs because she can't be trusted to manage her own affairs perhaps you should relinquish your political position. If you find yourself in political office...
0: If you've given your your power of attorney to someone else, you should not be a leader. If you can't drive yourself, if you've had your license taken away, Mm -hmm. you shouldn't be a political leader. If you go to the the early bird dinner special... (laughs) Mm. If you find yourself at (laughs) Peppermill, yes.
1: If you find yourself at Peppermill... You should not be a leader. You might be out of office. Um, Folks, thanks for tuning in to yet. We'll see. You know, 100% of the room agrees with that uh, point we just made. But we'll see if we're shocked by the larger than two sample size that we're appealing to. Uh, Not much larger, but apparently large enough to get some backlash. Um, uh, Any plugs? Um, Nah,
0: not right now. I mean, if you're in the Lake Walker community, come check us out. At our chili competition.
1: Welcome to my block party. Black party. Um, yes, that's awesome. Chili cook off going against Bobby Flay. I think you can take him. Yeah, I'm beating think Bobby you can Flay. Take him. Um, folks, busy week uh leading up to a not busy week. Um, because next week I'm not doing much. But this week I will be at Ampersey. Um Thursday, September 7th. Usually, they're pretty much all Thursdays, except for next one, because I'll be in Ocean City, as I'll tell you about. But uh, Thursday, 6 to 9, September 7th at Ampersi and Fells Point. I will be at Nacho Mamas on Friday, September 8th. I usually do my first Saturdays there, which I did, but I'm also filling in for a Friday this week. September 8th, 4 to 7 at Nacho Mamas in Towson. Not Canton, Towson. Uh, Saturday, September 9th, Pulling the old double header. I will be down in Arbutus uh, on the west side, which I rarely find myself in Baltimore County down there in Arbutus at Heavy Seas Brewery from noon to 3 p.m. on Saturday, September 9th. I believe they're doing some like, type of wing fest or something. So that Heavy Seas, that's the beer. Oh yeah. That's their brewery. That's sick. Um, and I will also that evening be in Gaithersburg in the world-famous Kentlands at Vine Alley, 7 to 10. That's Saturday, September 9th, Heavy Seas, 12 to 3 p.m., and Vine Alley, 7 to 10. Um, if you are someone's grandmother... I will be at Mercy Ridge this coming Monday. <laughs> a little uh, you know, that's a private gig, but you know, if you happen to have a relative in Mercy Ridge, let them know. They'll probably forget about it, but let them know. Um, I will be in Ocean City this week and then when I come back, I will be at the Water Street uh something, I don't know what it's called, Water Street Tavern or something up in Haverde Grace from 5 to 9 Dom's old coworker from Ruth's Chris Works there now. Got me a gig. He also apparently thinks I am huge. Nice. Because he has been stressing. He was like, dude, it's a really small place. Please don't promote it. We don't have enough room. And I don't have the heart to tell him that, (laughs) dude, you don't have to worry about that. I think we'll be good. Uh, But it's flattering that he is really making an effort, unlike every other bar I've ever played at, that's like, please bring people. We need money. This guy actively does not want me to promote it, um, because he just he's just afraid I'm gonna pack the place out, and and I hope he doesn't lose any sleep at night about that, because I promise you it won't be an issue. Um, other than that, at Software MD, I believe we're we're you know me Eric the band we're working on a little uh, thing for you, little uh, acoustic uh, little concert thing we're gonna put out at the end of the month, uh, that's in the works. Uh but at sophomore MD across the board, at Jimmy Silesky, at Eric Glazer. Yes, sir. And of course at LFTS podcast on everything. Till next week. Peace.
0: Peace.